Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Detour Life. Detour Life is a game changer for both family law professionals and clients alike. Detour Life is an innovative online program which guides clients to easily input and organize the exhaustive document and financial disclosure process and provides professionals with streamlined and secure case management. In addition, Detour Life has comprehensive client onboarding, a secure document repository, income and expense sync, parenting plan agreement features, and much more. I use Detour Life myself, and honestly, one of my favorite features, and one that my clients love as well, is that they can securely link all of their financial accounts directly to the Detour Life platform so that their information is automatically uploaded and updated as time goes on. So whether you're getting a divorce or are a divorce professional, I urge you to check it out yourself. Go to Detour Life, that's D-T-O-U-R dot L-I-F-E, and sign up for their free 14-day trial. Then use code SUSAN20 to get 20% off a subscription. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Divorce is lifelong. It becomes part of your children's story. It becomes part of their lives. And as their lives change and unfold, different things are going to come up for them, you know, Um, and they're going to have different questions and different things are going to occur and families are going to change. And all throughout that process, you want to keep the conversation going. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today is a very special day because I have a really wonderful expert for you. I know you, you're you like, well, Susan, you're always trying to bring, bring us great experts, but Christina McGee, our expert today, is a speaker and divorce parenting expert who is honestly one of the best speakers I have ever heard. Um, I went to a conference back in February of this year, and Christina was one of the keynote speakers for that conference. And she got up on that platform, on that stage, um, and was talking to a room full of hardened divorce professionals about children and divorce and had us all blinking back tears. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that because it's germane to today's topic. But I'm, I'm incredibly thrilled that she's here with us today. Um, to talk about today um, how to tell your children that you're getting a divorce and what to tell them when they ask why, because they are going to ask why. And I know for you parents, this is this is huge. This is one of the biggest questions in my 30 years of practice that I get from my clients, from my from people who I've been involved with, friends today who are getting divorced. And I am the last person to answer this question. Christina is the 
correct person to be answering this question for you. I also am very excited to announce that she is coming back. This is going to be a multi-part series because I know how important it is to all of you that you raise happy and secure kids. And I use that phrase, happy and secure kids, because Christina is the author of Parenting Apart. I highly recommend anyone going through divorce or anyone really parenting. I mean, this isn't just divorce information. This is about parenting your children, but it's parenting apart, how separated and divorced parents can raise happy and secure kids. This is really, uh, I won't say it's going to be your Bible. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be your encyclopedia on how to raise healthy kids as you go through divorce, because this is one of those books. I'll let Christina explain it, but you're going to go back to this over and over again. So let me just say, first off, say thank you so much, Christina, for coming and joining us here today. Oh, I'm delighted to be here, Susan. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, I have wanted to have you come on and speak with my listeners since I saw you uh, back in February, and we've had an opportunity to talk several times, and we have some maybe other projects going on. But when I, you know, I was talking to, about having you on the show, I I was trying to think, well, how can I take all that knowledge that's so helpful to parents that's in Christina's head and get it out in a thirty to forty minute episode and it was, it's just not possible. Um, I, I was talking about it. You and I were talking before the episode and I said, we could probably do a year's worth of episodes and not even hit all the hot topics in parenting um, and divorce. But we, we have picked three or four of the, the really hottest topics, starting with how to tell your children. And you're going to be coming back um, once a month for the next several months. And we're going to be touching on this. So the first thing I want to say to all of you who are listening is Christina and I love your feedback and we love your questions. So I know you want to know specifics about how to help your kids through this time. Reach out Susan at divorceinabetterway.com. You can also send um, information to divorceandbeyondpod at gmail.com. Reach out. Those links will be in the show notes. Feel free to send questions. And then for the next episodes, we will answer your questions or Christina will answer your questions. Um, so, but let's, let's dive into this touchy subject because okay. for anyone going through divorce with children, this is, I think the, probably the first difficult conversation is telling your spouse you've decided you want to have a divorce or you want to get a divorce. But then I think it's even harder to sit down and tell your children that you want to have a divorce. Everyone has to go through this. You can't keep it a secret from them. Although we'll talk about that. Some parents yeah. try to do that. Uh, but, you know, this is something that for I, every parent needs to do. And, you know, so one thing I wanted to bring up is you um, were, I think, an advisor to the film Split. Yeah. A friend of yours. So yes, tell I'm us part of the that. creative team. Yeah, so that film, Christina showed us a 10-minute excerpt from the scene, uh, from the film. It's called Split um, at that conference. Since then, she's been kind enough. I've seen the entire film. I, I'm going to have a, a link to that as well in the show notes. I strongly urge every parent out there to go watch this. But the thing that got me crying at that conference was there was a little boy who was being interviewed who said... You know, my mom and dad told me they were getting a divorce. And then one day my dad just left and never came back. And I didn't know what happened. 
And he had tears welling up in his eyes, and so did I. And it, it, it struck me that these parents had had that conversation and then never talked to their poor little son about it again. And I know you say this isn't a one-and-done conversation. No, it's not. It is a, it's a series of ongoing conversations. And it's not just like a year after the divorce or a couple years. Divorce is lifelong. It becomes part of your children's story. It becomes part of their lives. And as their lives change and unfold, different things are going to come up for them, you know, um, and they're going to have different questions and different things are going to occur and families are going to change. And all throughout that process, you want to keep the conversation going. Um, certainly the first conversation you have won't be the same as the conversations you have down the road, but that first conversation is so critical because it lays the groundwork for letting kids know that this is something we can talk about because a lot of kids feel like really they get little to no information about divorce. And I don't believe it's because parents don't want to have the conversation. I think most of them are trying to do the very best that they can, but they're scared. They're emotionally overwhelmed. You know, they're not only having to navigate this, this process for their kids, but they're having to navigate it for themselves. And so in the absence of knowing what to say, a lot of parents either fall into the trap of saying too much or not saying enough. Yeah, and that's, I've seen both. I've seen the parents who it's just, they open their mouths and a flood of information that's way beyond their children's capacity to absorb and probably well beyond what they need to know, all the way down to little to no information. I, I have had cases where parents have either lied to the children about what's happening or just not told them thinking, well, if we just act like everything's happy and fine, they won't really notice that dad doesn't, that dad's sleeping in the guest room or mom is, you know, gone on business trips more than she used to be. So what's the first thing that a parent or parents need to be aware of when they're thinking about having this conversation with their kids? Well, I think the very first thing is you need to be 100% sure that this is the road you're traveling, right? So because if if you're thinking about it and you talk to kids, but then you change your mind and you're going to give it another shot, it can be really confusing to kids. Like, so what's really happening here? Uh, Not to mention that if you say you're making the decision and then you don't, uh, and, and then you make it again, like, is this real? Should I really believe you this time? Are you going to change your minds again? Um, So it's very confusing for kids. So I always tell parents, before anything else, you need to be sure that you have turned every stone, you know, and and this this is the path forward for the two of you. And once you've made that decision, you know, then you want to kind of map it out. So what is life going to look like moving moving forward? How are we going to transition into two homes? When is that going to happen? Um, you know, what's our time frame? Um, how are we going to be spending time with the kids? You know, it's important to think about those things and nail those things down before you have the conversation with kids because you're going to need to fill in some pretty important details. So you want to make sure you have a vision for what this transition is going to look like before you talk with your kids. 
So that's a good point in what you're saying there is sort of an inherent concept that you are on the same page with your co-parent or your spouse about having this conversation with your kids. So I'm just thinking it through in my mind and I'm seeing the conversation you have where either you are the one who is sitting someone down and saying, I think I want to end this marriage or I do mm -hmm. want to end this marriage, or you're the person on the receiving end of that conversation. Whether it's that conversation or a subsequent conversation, it sounds like it's important for there to be additional conversations between mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad sure. about all of these aspects sort of in a holistic way before they talk to the children. Yeah, absolutely. Because if there's big differences or you haven't had those discussions, then how are you going to manage that in front of the kids? Right. So, um, and I will tell you that it is so important. How you start this process has a huge impact on where you end up. And while you may have unresolved feelings, depending on, you know, are you the one who's already emotionally distanced yourself from the relationship? Or are you the one who's still really struggling to accept this as a reality? Uh, make sure that you get some support for yourself and, and you find a way to shore yourself up before having the conversation. You know, how are you going to manage your emotions? Because this isn't only going to be hard for your kids to hear, it's going to be hard for you to say. Um, that's that's so significant. I, I interviewed Pam Savino, who wrote a book called Soar, and we talked about uh, the conversation she and her ex-husband had with their children and they had planned it out. They did everything that you've talked about so far. They, they were on the same page. They, they knew what they wanted to say, but they went into the conversation, sat the kids down. We, we need to talk to you. And the plan had been that her husband was going to do that because the thought was that she was going to be too emotional and the situation shifted and yeah. he couldn't talk and he was too upset and she had to step into that place. And she said it was just something that it became apparent it needed to happen. And she had to, I think she said, pull her big girl panties up mm -hmm. and, and do that. But I think you're right, right? You know, telling your children something so significant, you have to be prepared for the fact that there's going to be a rebound of emotion onto you as well. And that as a parent, being able to control that, expect it and control it somewhat um, has to be of critical importance. Well, I think the other piece is that if you're, if you're kind of mapping it out, so that's one way of preparing yourself, you know, thinking through. So what are we going to say? What are the reasons we're going to give? How are we going to explain this to the kids? Um, so talking about that, thinking that through can be very helpful in preparing yourself, but like you said, even when you get right down to it, I have had parents in that same situation who are the ones initiating the divorce. You know, they, they said they're ready. They're ready to move on. We need to make this happen. They're even kind of pushing the other parent to kind of move in that direction. And then when it gets down to that time where you got to sit and have that conversation, it, the bottom just drops out. Well, and I can imagine it. You're sitting there with your I see the picture in my mind of mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad standing there with those little faces looking at that, yeah. hearing something so significant. So, you know, 
future changing. And for children, you know, they, they, who knows what their perceptions up to that point in time are about divorce or about mom and dad splitting up or that sort of thing. So, you know, it all will come in as, even if it's not a surprise to children. I never know. People always say kids know. And in my experience, that seems to be very true. But there's still a finality to actually telling right. it that it feel. is happening. Yeah. yeah, it makes it real. And even when kids know something's up, it doesn't mean that they know exactly what's going on. You know, kids are really good at picking up the tension in a relationship between parents. And that's the other thing. You know, when we're not talking about it, kids put the pieces together on their own. So imagine having a puzzle and only half the pieces and you put it together. You can't really see what the picture is. So you make it up on your own. You kind of imagine what it's going to be. And that's what kids do if we're not talking about it. You know, earlier you talked about how parents um, try to kind of gloss over it by, by making up, you know, excuses why dad's not around or mom's not around or, or we're just sleeping in separate bedrooms as if that's going to go unnoticed by kids. I run across parents all the time that for years, they've been sleeping in completely different bedrooms. And I say, how are you explaining that to your kids? oh, well, they think he snores too much or, you know, I've, I've had trouble sleeping. And I said, Mm-mm-mm, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. You, that's what you think. That's not necessarily, I've heard yeah. those exact two mom do, or someone doesn't sleep well or somebody snores are the two that I've heard most often mm-hmm. um, excuses. So, you know, now in talking about that and thinking about these things ahead of time, before you sit down with your kids, I know you have, and I love how you phrase this. There are certain things your kids need to hear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so this is like almost building out your script. This is what you co-parents need to talk about and have a plan about what you're going to say. So what what are the things kids need to hear? I think the most important thing that they need to hear is they need to hear the word divorce. And a lot of parents have a hard time using that word. Can't we explain it in a different way? Like that's going to take the edge off of it. Like it's going to hurt less. And I tell parents, you know, you need to understand that no matter how much you love your kids, you are never going to be able to take away all the hurt and pain of divorce. It is going to hurt. It's going to suck for kids. Um, They're going to be upset. It's going to be a challenge. It's supposed to be. It's a big change in a family. Now, while you can't um, necessarily take it away, there's always things you can do to make it worse. So, You know? Good news, folks. Yeah, but you need to keep that in mind. Yep. What do you, how hard do you want it to be, basically? And well, so, so being truthful and using, it's like the, the books that say, don't make up names for genitalia for your children. Use the words vagina and penis, you know, mm-hmm. be real with your kids. Use the word divorce, not mommy and daddy are separating or mommy and daddy are just going to live apart separate. where our family yeah. is just going to be living apart. That's all. Um, and no, and even with really young children, because here's the deal when kids go out into the world and they have to explain what's happened in their family or they're engaging with a teacher or a coach, you know, and the coach looks at me, so your parents are divorced. Well, what, what is that? What does that mean? You know? Um, so I say, you need to use the word. And how you, how you describe it 
is what's critical. So I encourage parents and I invite them to talk about divorce as a change in a family. You know, it's the end of a marriage, not the end of a family. The family's changing and it's going to be a family in a different way. And I don't say that so that we can like gloss it over and make it really rosy and pretty. Um, I say it because children need to feel a sense of belonging and significant significance with each parent in each home. And I really encourage parents to use what I call a two-home concept, that regardless of how time is spent, kids feel like they're still going to continue to share life with each of their parents. They belong in each place. They're not visitors. They're not part-time guests. They have a home with each parent. I think that's such a a big point. And unfortunately, I will say, you know, the kids in divorce so often become, whether overtly or internally, this this sort of tug of war between parents where a parent feels validated or feels perhaps better about the process if they can be the parent of choice or they can be the, you know, have the children want to be with them more. And parents do this in very overt ways, but also in really subtle ways. Yeah. Um, and, and using a word like it's time to go visit your mom is a subtle way. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I think the way you just phrased that is, is oh, so critical for people to hear. Um, children don't visit their parents. They, they, they live with their parents. They have mm-hmm. homes with their parents. And um, I, I hear that quite often. And one of the other topics I do want to mention we're going to talk about in one of our subsequent episodes is how to create a livable parenting plan for your children, a parenting plan that is successful for your children. Um, and this will be a factor, folks, that you're going to hear in that one, too. They need two homes um, if their parents are living separately. So I think that is I, I hope everyone heard that particular comment because it's something that I see the, in a way the children being weaponized in almost every divorce to some degree because people are not feeling good. They're, they're feeling fearful. They're feeling sad. They're feeling hurt. They're feeling angry. And the kids are just such a simple way and quick and easy way to get back at that other parent. But it really is very harmful to the children. I think there's also this other component. You know, I talk about with parents all the time that kids, you know, will sometimes wonder if you can stop loving each other, does that mean someday you might stop loving me? Right? Wow. But sometimes parents struggle with the same worry. Am I going to become less important in my children's lives? Are my kids going to stop loving me? Are am I going to lose my relationship with my kids? And I think a lot of times that really is what's driving the train behind some of this behavior of this is your real home or when we're together, every minute's going to be packed with fun and we're going to do lots of stuff and just, you know, overwhelming kids with things and um, stuff to do. And that's not what kids need. What kids need is to feel a connection. They need to know that life is going to be okay. And the way that we show that to them is by continuing to be a family. And being a family isn't about just fun time after fun time. You know, it, it's about balance. It's about taking the garbage out and cooking dinner together and sitting around and eating pancakes on Saturday and reading books and doing homework and going to baseball practice or ballet. 
Um, and so when parents can really set aside, and this is hard, I realize this isn't easy stuff I'm talking about at all, but when you can set that aside and really stay focused on your kids, you know, while your marriage has changed, your children's needs have not. So how can we do our best job to really show up for our kids in a way that when they look back on this time in their lives, we will have given them something to be proud of. Yeah. And that's actually something you mentioned earlier that that what happens now and what happens through this process is going to come up for your children throughout their entire lives. We, um, I know you are a child of divorce yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Gabrielle Hartley, who's been a guest on my show, is also a child of divorce. And you were recently on the Our Happy Divorce live stream that I do every week. And we were talking about um, the uh, the some something about you know something in the divorce process with parents and Gabrielle it brought up a very visceral moment in her life of mm-hmm. remembering that every four days like she slept in four beds every 10 days when her parents went through their divorce and she's I won't throw out your age Gabrielle but she's <laughs> her parents divorce is a few years behind her but that's very true these are you know how you and your family and and how you go through this as a family and her family did a very good job about remaining a family, but there's still going to be those points that will come up for your kids in perpetuity. This is changing the path of their lives. Um, and so restructuring your family in a way that, that gives them that support uh, is, is oh so important. I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court, and there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E. F-A-Y-R.com and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, leading parenting expert Christina McGee, helping you have that conversation with your kids about divorce. Just think about what kind of things are going to be important to your kids and how can you tick those boxes in the conversation, realizing that there may be things you haven't thought of. There may be things that kids hit you with and you're like, oh, gosh, yeah, what do I say to that? If you are enjoying this episode, check out How to Succeed in Divorce Mediation with the leading voice in the field, Forrest, 
Woody Mostyn. The idea that you're going to have two people with um, orchids in their hand um, uh, tiptoeing through a uh, garden uh, and are the only ones going through a mediation is a very outdated sense. Mediation has all levels of comfort. And now we return to today's show. I know one of the things that kids want to know is is what's going to happen. Like, sure. what's the bit? You know, to them, all of a sudden, okay, mom and dad or parents are getting a divorce. The future becomes that black void. So, so what should you be able to tell them, or what should you think about? How much information should they get about what's going to happen? So, for the first conversation, you want to keep it. You want to keep it a little tight, right? You don't want to overwhelm kids, but you want to hit the high points. We've made the decision. It wasn't an easy decision for us to make. I think that's important for kids to know. You know, this wasn't an easy decision. And the underlying message that you want to give kids is, you know, two good people don't always make a good couple. That somewhere down the road, we stopped being good for each other. And this is one of the reasons this decision is being made. So you let them know that. But you also need to think through what are going to be important things to your kids. So what's going to stay the same and what's going to change? How are they going to spend time with each of their parents? When are they going to see you? Um, What's going to happen with the family home? You know, is one parent going to stay in the family home? And if so, then where's the other parent going to be? Right. What's going to look like? Some kids want to know what's going to happen with Scruffy, the family dog. Like, it's probably going to go back and forth. I don't know. You know, um, so just think about what kind of things are going to be important to your kids and how can you tick those boxes in the conversation, realizing that there may be things you haven't thought of. There may be things that kids hit you with and you're like, oh, gosh, yeah, what do I say to that? And don't feel like you have to give an impulsive answer. That would be my first tip for parents. Don't knee-jerk reaction and just blurt something out. It's okay to say to kids, you know what? We haven't worked that out yet. We about, really need to think about it. That's a, And that's a good point because I'm thinking you mentioned the, the house. You know, who's going to, is someone going to stay in the house? Is the other mm-hmm. parent going to go live somewhere else? As a divorce attorney, I know that's often an issue that can take us quite some time to work out. There are finances about maintaining that household while establishing a new one. It may or may not be possible. So is it okay to tell the kids, we know this is an issue. We know you're wondering, and, and we're still talking about this, but understand, mom, you know, we're going to work really hard to make really good decisions for our family, and we will let you know as, you know, things are happening, or how, what's the best way to handle it if they don't know, but it's something the kids want to know? I think that's a, that's a great answer, is to say, you know, this is something we're working on. We haven't quite figured that out yet, but as soon as we do, you'll be the first one to know. Like, we will circle back and we'll have a conversation. Um, I I, I think that that's really important for kids to hear, you know, and to address the fact that this might be something you're a little worried about. Um, And and there may be some things we don't necessarily agree on. We're going to try and do our best to work them out. Um, but, But not just filling in the blanks to fill in the blanks, you know, to just let kids know, gosh, we're not, we're not so sure. We're, we're sort of figuring this out as we go along as well, sure. but 
you don't need to worry. We're going to make good decisions for our family or something along those those lines so that they at least, even if a decision hasn't been made, they know that mom and dad are working on it together or trying to. And, and I would say that if if there's something that kids are wanting to know and you don't have the answer for, I think you can say, you know, one, we're working that out and we'll keep you updated. Or you can say, gosh, we really need to think about that. So maybe it's not a long answer kind of item. Maybe it's not the house. Maybe it's just, you know, um, when am I going to be seeing mom and when am I going to be seeing dad? You know, when am I going to spend time with each of my parents? So maybe you say, you know, we need to talk about that and we'll give you an answer tomorrow morning. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning. Or there may be, like if you have older kids, you may want to get some input from the kids. You know, we understand there may be things that are especially important to you. Maybe some things we haven't even thought of yet. What what are those for you? And and get their input. You don't you don't put kids in the driver's seat and let them make the decision. Yeah, like <laughs> don't so let where them do you want that bus? Where do you want to live? Yeah, oh, please. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, but it happens, but it happens. Oh, um, it sure so does. you want to get, you just want to get input, you know? So what are some things that are important to you that you feel like we need to really take into consideration? And well, then you're telling them it's okay for them to talk. It's okay for them to bring their questions to you. It's okay for them to be participatory in what's happening. It doesn't mean that what they say they want is going to be what happens, but that it's okay for them to come to you with things as they come up. I would think that'd be important, especially to that context, right? Of It's not a one and done conversation. Well, and I think that's something that needs to be part of the initial conversation. You need to say to kids, this is okay to talk about. And if you have any questions at all, then you come and talk to one of us and we will do our very best to answer them. But you want to let kids know that it's not it isn't a one and done. We're not going to talk about it and close the book and it's never going to be spoken of again, um, that it is okay. And I think that it's important for them to hear, you know, you're going to have a lot of different feelings about this. Yeah. And that's okay. Your feelings belong to you and you don't need to pick or choose. You don't need to take a side. You don't need to figure out who's right and who's wrong. Um, this is a grown up problem that has nothing to do with you. Well, and that leads me to a question I have to ask because unfortunately, again, as a divorce professional, I know this happens. We've been talking about all of this as if the two parents are on the same page and Mm -hmm. they're being, you know, very cooperative in, in addressing this with their children together. But unfortunately, that is not always the case. And I have certainly seen cases where either there are different messages from parents, there are divisive messages from parents, or one parent takes it upon themselves to tell the children with no participation from the other parent and sort of jumps that gun. So yep. what what can you do in that situation? I get this question from listeners. My, my husband sat the kids down when they were over at his place this weekend and told them we're getting a divorce. And now I've got three crying kids upstairs. What do I do? Yeah, I mean, there have been some parents that tell the kids while they're driving them to school, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way. You know, and drop them off and on you go. Uh, So I I think that there there's you can't control everything, right? You can only take care of what's on your side of the fence and what the other parent chooses to say and what they choose to do is not anything that you have any control over. But yet we function under the illusion 
<laughs> that we have control over Good those word. things. Yeah. Good word for it. So I think that if you're in one of those situations where I, and I had a parent very recently that I was coaching, you know, mom got really overwhelmed. She jumped the gun. She blurted it out to the kids and the kids went and they were just hysterical. They were gutted. Um, and so you're going to have to circle back and process with kids, you know? And I think the first thing you do is you really focus on the feelings. I'm, I'm really sorry that this is how you got this news. This isn't necessarily the way I had it planned. Right. But things happen, you know, I, I but, can't but things really happen. throw your other parents under the bus. No, but you can say that. And I think kids need to hear that just like you have lots of feelings about this decision. So do mom and dad, you know, so do your parents. Um, and sometimes parents don't always manage those feelings in the best way because they're really big. When you're talking about divorce, it's a big change in a family and it comes with lots of big feelings. And That's so it. instead of directly disagreeing with the other parent, so if the other parent, so let's say it's an issue of infidelity. That's a huge hot button issue, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and so maybe it's it's infidelity is the issue. And one parent has said, yes, you know, your mom cheated she broke up the family look what she's done to us happens all the time yeah it happens all the time that one parent tells the kids yes. that yes. I, I have yes yes probably so, more than your kids need to know absolutely but you can't put it back in the box nope. <laughs> it's out there it's there and i would say to parents that in those situations if you are a parent who has uh, been unfaithful if you've had an affair um, and as a result, you're getting a divorce. You really need to think about how you are going to address that with your kids. Because at some point, even if you have a, a co-parent who's willing to, to not raise that issue with the kids, kids find out things. You know, in communities, people talk, they hear stuff. Other kids say stuff. I was just going to say school. Yeah. Or if this person that you had the affair with is somebody you're going to continue to be in a relationship with, and they're going to be part of your children's lives... Uh, you really need to think very carefully about what kind of message are you going to give your children? How are you going to frame this transition? What do you want them to think about marriage? What do you want them to hear about promises and commitments? And how are you going to frame them? Well, and that's a that's a very interesting point because it also reminds me, I, told, I mentioned Pam Savino. So after the conversation where they told their children, her eldest daughter came back to her with the hey, mom, what about till death do us part? What about the promise in front of church and family? Yeah. Why? The why question. Why is this happening? Why are you getting a divorce? And and that's that's going to happen. It may not happen in that first conversation, but sooner or later, one or more of the kids is going to come up with the why. And the why is really important. The why is really important. You certainly don't want to expose kids to adult information, you know, or the uh, adult details of divorce. You don't want to load them up with more than they can emotionally handle. And I would say that that doesn't change while the conversation you have with them may change as they get older. You still always need to be very mindful of how much information you're giving your older children as well, because while they intellectually can process some things, doesn't mean emotionally you are still their parents and it's a whole different ball game. And I've had adult, you know, children uh, tell me they remember when their parent just told them everything and they didn't want to know everything. 
like that was just the worst. I, I could have gone my whole life without ever knowing any of that. So it's really important to, to take care when you approach this why. Now, it's important because kids do need to have a reason. That's a, a part of their healing. Like, how do I make sense of this? And I think you can say things to kids like, you know, uh, when we started out, our intention was to be a family. That's what we really wanted more than anything. And over time, what we wanted changed. And it wasn't just one big thing. It was a lot of small things that over time add up to something really big. And we couldn't get back to the place we were when we started. And I'm sorry this is so hard for you. So that's an that's a, a phrase. So so I'm sorry that this is hard. I'm, we're so, you know we are sorry. We, we're sorry. This is that so this hard. Is so difficult. I, I that's you know that's touching. Right in that, and maybe something that can help children who feel you know children can't help I think but feel like this is being done to them or how sure. you guys could just get back together. This wouldn't have to happen. And my life could go back to being what it was. And, and, you know, I think that's something that's just so hard for kids to process in this whole thing. And that's part of that. Why, why Mm -hmm. is this happening? Why can't you just go back to till death do us part or to your promises or live together in misery? (laughs) If if children can think that. And I don't think kids want that. I mean, I, I think that that's really critical. And sometimes parents, you know, they really struggle. And I have parents that come to me in the very beginning stages and they're like, I'm sitting on the fence, Christina. I don't know. Should I get, you know, tell my spouse I want a divorce or should I just stay in the marriage till the kids get into college? And once they get into college, then we can go our separate ways. And the bottom line is it's not per se the act of divorce that really doing the damage for kids is how parents are relating to one another. So they took a look at kids in high conflict divorce situations, and they took a look at kids in high conflict marriage situations, and they found that kids are exhibiting the same symptoms, the same stress, the same anxiety, the same insecurities, the same adjustment issues, acting out. I mean, you name it. So the goal is, and I think it's important for kids to hear that we want you to have happy life. And we don't feel we can provide that for you in one home anymore. And as hard as it's going to be and how, and you can even say, we really wish we could change it, but we can't. We feel like this is the best way forward and we're all going to work together to get there. And I think the other really critical thing, excuse me, for kids to hear is that um, we're always going to be mom and dad. That's never, ever going to change. We will yeah. always love you. And that is our till death do us part. Ooh, good one. I like that. That is, that's, that's a great note. So um, I know that, that we could talk about this particular topic on and on, but you mentioned, and I want people to know this, you work with parents throughout the divorce process to help yeah. them you know, work with their children, help their children through this process. So this t- this type of conversation and planning and all is part of the coaching that you do. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes, it is. And I work with parents from, you know, the very beginning stages all the way to years down the road, because there are so many things that can come up, come up with your kids, come up with your co-parent. Um, you know, I work with a lot of parents that are in high conflict situations where they're just like, they don't know how to make things work for their kids. 
um, or their kids are having adjustment issues. So uh, sometimes I tell I tell parents it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame, and so sometimes you need someone standing outside the frame of your life who can you know give you some insight, who can give you some tools and some skills and some strategies, and that's really what coaching the coaching work that I do is all about. Here's where you're at. Where do you want to be, and what's it going to take to get you there? Which is so important for people, especially every parent. I, I don't think I've ever had a parent who didn't say, I want to do what's best for my children. But knowing what that is and knowing how to accomplish that, that's the real that's the real question. And that's what you do in your work in coaching with parents. And that's also what you have put into your book. I do want to mention to people that this isn't, I mean, you can certainly sit down and read this book cover to cover. I did that the first time that I got it. And you know, it's, it's what, there's a wealth of information. I can't even begin to tell you people how much information is in here, but what you then find is that every time an issue comes up, and this is why I called it the encyclopedia, you can go and pick up the book and say, how do I tell my children go to the you know, to the, um, the table, table of contents. contents. Yeah. Yep. And there it is. How do I tell my children? And there's five, six, seven pages, very specific advice on what you will want to take into consideration in doing that. And so I highly recommend people get the book. I think you can get it on Amazon. Oh yes. You can, you can get it at any major book retailer. Um, but my my goal in writing the book is because I, I stood in those shoes, you know, in, I, in addition to being a child from a divorced family, I'm also a bonus parent. And uh, my bonus kids were very young when I married my husband. And I immediately started looking for information. And there wasn't a lot that was really practical and helpful. There were a lot of theories, a lot of, you know, platitudes take the higher road, but what does that actually look like? Like, what, what do I do? What do I say? So it was really important for me that in giving parents, you know, some advice, some tips and strategies that it was useful and it was practical. And so I always tell parents, when you get a copy of the book, go through the table of contents. What's going on for you right now? What's the fire that you need to put out? What's the hot button issue? What's keeping you up at night? Find where it is and just go read that one chapter. It's like a 10 to 15 minute read, but it will give you enough information to start making some really important decisions about how you move life forward for your kids. And um, and I, I hope that it's a resource that parents can continually dip in and dip out of as needed, because sometimes that's all you need. I mean, the idea of reading a whole book from cover to cover is like just as overwhelming as what you're dealing with. Right. So I, I like to keep it short and sweet. Well, and let me just point out, it's it's helpful for parents. It's helpful for divorce professionals as well. <laughs> I have this on my desk and I keep it there with my other, I have a few other favorite books about divorce or divorce, I call them reference books. This was the one, this is my, my encyclopedia for parenting. And yeah. I recommend this to pretty much every couple that I know who's going through divorce who has children. Um, so you also have a wonderful gift for listeners that I think is so germane to the topic we've just been talking about today. So can you tell listeners about your, the special gift, Christina? Yeah, so I put together, um, it's a guide on how to have hard conversations with kids. 
So there are so many things that come up when you talk about divorce. It's like, where do I even begin? You know, issues like when you have a parent who has a a drug or alcohol issue, Uh, maybe you're dealing with issues of infidelity or, um, you know, other stuff has come up in terms of high conflict parenting. You know, what if you have a parent that's bad mouthing? How do you handle that with kids? What do you say to them? And the processing piece is so, so important. Like you can't change what the other parent does, but what you can do is you can help your kids make sense of it. You can help your kids process it to get some emotional distance from it so they don't absorb it, so they don't feel like they have to fix it or make it better or um, or that it has anything to do with them. And so I, I tried to put in, you know, key points, really practical advice that you can use to kind of guide you on approaching some of those conversations. And some of the information we talked about today will be in there too. Yeah, it's a wonderful resource and and beautifully done, I have to say as well. It's I was so impressed with it. So I will have the link in the show notes um, for people to access it. But I also just ultimately want people to know how to get in touch with you, Christina. What's the best way to reach out? Best way to get in touch with me is go to divorceandandchildren.com. And um, you can find me there. There's a lot of articles that I have that there's a lot of information there. So, you know, kind of surf around the site and, and and see if you can find what you're looking for. And if you want some additional support, then reach out to me and I'd be happy to talk to you. I, I recommend to everyone, if you have questions, you know, do reach out to Christina and she will be coming back next month. We're going to have an entire episode dedicated to creating a parenting plan that works well for your kids. Um, some key components that you need to consider. So be sure to tune in for that. And again, send us your questions. If you have questions for Christina, either reach out to her through her website. If you'd like the, to hear them on the podcast, send them to me at Divorce and Beyond Pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christina, and I'm excited oh, for I've next loved it. month. Yeah, Thank you. thanks so much. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.